Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Everyone, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 62 and probably one of the funniest episodes to date. In today's episode, I'm joined by Damien Kennedy, who is an entrepreneur and the, also the founder of Wei Hey, but he should also be a comedian. Wei Hey is a UK-based brand that makes delicious treats that are also good for you. Wei Hey's first launch was actually a protein low-sugar ice cream. The brand can now be found throughout the UK in all major retailers and also across different categories. It's a tremendous story where Damien went through some highs and some crazy lows, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. As always, a huge shout out to the main sponsor, Huff & Puff. Their support is tremendous, and it just helps to continue this podcast growth. Everyone, stay safe and enjoy the episode. Huff & Puff Pork Crackle is Australian-owned and made right here from 100% real Australian pork. Hand-fried and available in a range of flavours, the tasty crunch is hard to resist. I just want to introduce you, Damien Kennedy. You are the founder of Wei Hey, and I've been a follower and a fan of, we're just saying offline then, since 2014. And I didn't even realize you'd actually started in 2013. So it's been absolutely amazing to follow your journey from literally nearly day one. And you, as I said, founder of Wei Hey, welcome to the Retail Ready podcast. Thank you for coming on board. How's everything going so far? Thanks, Ben. It's um, I've actually been following the, the podcast and I've listened to some of the some of the great journeys. Amazing. So, uh, so uh, some some incredible stories out there from all over the world. So really excited to take part. Um, ah, fantastic! As you said, uh, 20, 2014, you started following us. Um, Twenty thirteen, I was probably crying <laughs> when we started <laughs> so um, so you've been you've been there from the very beginning and there's been ups and downs and bumps on the road but uh, we're still around in 2020 which is great that is amazing well i it was funny because when when i was organizing this um podcast like as much as i followed you and i i was there from the early days when i was like oh my god like there's a company that's doing protein ice cream this is fantastic and then I kind of lost track. Like it was only um, the last six months where I was going, oh my god, I wonder what other NPD uh, you guys have been working on because um, yeah. you, you've you've expanded. But for everyone who's listening, do you want to just give a brief overview of who you are, what Wei Hei is, and I honestly <laughs> think we should just go to your website, which I'm on now, yeah. and go through the key milestones that you've literally got on your website because it. it a fantastic story and a fantastic product so i'll leave it to you so uh, my my background was in sports science and physiology so I, I did a master's degree in human performance and was then working with some elite athletes in the uk around the 2012 olympics um, and also some of the premier league football clubs and i went um, i'm irish by the way you'd be surprised in london some people think i sound jamaican on the phone but that's a different story <laughs> Um, so I went back to uh, I went back to Cork in Ireland where I'm from, and my mum has got um, type two diabetes, and I always remember being back for a weekend and she was eating um, a frozen yogurt which was claiming to be fat free out of the freezer, and I said, Mum, what what the hell are you eating that for? 
And mm. Sodobla says it's low calorie and it's fat free. It must be good for me. And then you pick up these products and there's like 40 grams of sugar in them. So I just said, <laughs> so frustrated with the big food companies and some of the claims they were making. So I said, right, let's do something about this. So I rang a buddy of mine in London and we bought an ice cream machine on eBay. Uh, back to his As behind. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, no thought process behind this. Um, and uh, so I bought an ice cream machine on eBay back to his apartment in Brixton in London. In South London, and, another uh, as you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so I'll always remember this. This like this apartment, like Greg at the time was. Uh, it was above a Ladbrokes bookmakers and a, and a chicken a chicken shop. Uh, we had a freezer whirring away, and then it was like, right, we need to buy some protein. Who can we call? And we we rang around and basically rang every every one of the big protein suppliers. Um, and got hold of a company in the UK, a big wholesaler, and just said, look, we want to make an ice cream and use whey protein isolate. You guys are great. Can you send us down some products? So they sent us these bags, these 50-kilo bags of whey protein. So if you've seen whey protein, it's white powder for anybody that doesn't know from the cheese-making <laughs> process. So we had 50-kilo bags of white powder being delivered to a flat in Brixton, which is a pretty was a pretty tough part of London. So... I think everybody in the neighbours thought we were up to setting up a drug den or something and like, cutting up some bags. Um, so started making ice cream in the kitchen. Um, literally Googled how to make ice cream. Wasn't a foodie as such at the time. And um, took out lots of the crap and replaced it with, mm. took out most of the cream and all of the sugar, uh, put in whey protein isolate, which has all of the essential amino acids, has very low, is very low in lactose. Um, and developed the ice cream over time to be completely sugar-free, naturally sugar-free, high in protein, and taste great. And from there, um, we, at the time, I was working on football, and, and um, I would go to work in the morning. We would make ice cream overnight uh, and then fill sample pots and walk up and down central London selling into stores and gyms. Um, and every, everywhere we went, people were like, oh, this is great. You know, this is, you should start a business. This must be American innovation because nobody was doing it at the time. Um, but we had no idea. Uh, and then we, we kind of had a, a call to make. We, I, remember, I remember popping into some of the big gyms in London and they were, they were trying to ward a product. But obviously we couldn't sell the stuff that we were making in the kitchen, although we were very, very tempted to, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, the, um, so we felt trying to find an ice cream manufacturer was so difficult at the time. Uh, I mean, the, the, the minimum production runs in ice cream are huge. It's all about volume and ice cream. And again, stuff that we had no idea about before we, we went into it. It's kind of one of those uh, things where completely naive to the industry. Oh, this is great. We're going to take over the world. Bang, let's just do it. Um, so I sold everything I owned and moved into my mate's apartment and slept on the floor for about eight months um, and literally didn't have anything um, and uh, put all the money into a first production run in ice cream, um, wow. which, which was about, gee, it must have cost the bones of 50k at the time. Oh, uh, really? Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was literally I, I, <laughs> eating, when I say eating beans on toast. And I always <laughs> you're literally going to yeah, literally beans on toast or tuna on on mm. toast. Or I I remember going into like the local supermarkets. I knew on a Sunday night everything would be yellow stickered as they were closing. <laughs> so I'd go in and literally we'd fill the fridge or the freezer with stuff on a Sunday just so so we could eat. 
because everything mm. was was put into this. Um, yeah, so that's and and then we we had um, <laughs> a show. I might show it on on the website, but uh, I'd always remember we were dealing with our first manufacturer up in Nottingham, and he said, um, "Look." And again, in the very early days, it's kind of like fake it before you make it, right? We were mm. this guy, look, we're well backed and we're taking over the world and we're gonna we're gonna be the Red Bull Red Bull of ice cream. <laughs> and um so he said, Fine, and he said, uh, I've got your first sample batch of ice cream. Um, where should I send it? And I was like, Oh shit, right? <laughs> we're working Ap- apartment four. <laughs> yeah. So I, I gave him I gave him the building address because again mo- like twenty thirteen is not going to check where the building is or whatever so I sent him mm. a building address thinking now bear in mind at the time as well so to store stuff we had bought maybe six or seven chest freezers from from a local st- superstore and we'd filled the apartment kitchen and living area with chest freezers so anything we had was frozen and so to get into the apartment you had to climb over the chest freezers to get anywhere um, so anyway we. This is on a, like a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And um, so the guy's like, yeah, I'm sending down some samples. And I'm thinking he's probably going to send maybe 10, 20 or 30 pots of ice cream. Mm. And I think this like Arctic truck turns up outside a flat and bricks them with like eight pallets of ice cream. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? The truck driver was like, okay, where, where, where is the entrance to the warehouse or the freezer? Um, and I'm thinking, right, it's above the land trucks. And um, so the guy just had loads, six pallets of ice cream on the side on the, the side of the street in uh, in Brixton. Um, so I'm like, what the hell are we going to do? So rang pretty much everybody I knew. We were, help me move the, the hand handball these this ice cream into it into the freezers in the flat and then when that was when the freezers were full we just had to go and speak to local shop owners and ask if we could put the stuff into their freezers um which was actually our first kind of sale so it was like I mean, let's test the product pretty quickly so pretty much every store in brixton had free ice cream from the first week <laughs> uh, this is one of the funniest stories i've listened to uh, so, at the time, like it's fun, it's fun to look back at. But at the time, oh my, this, I, I'll never forget the stress of because I was thinking, oh my god, it's sunny, it's Brixton, I've got six pallets of ice cream, which is probably what are you talking about? A couple of thousand <laughs> pots of ice cream, and Jesus, what are we going to do with it? Um, so yeah, that that was that was the start. But the interesting thing was when we did put it into some of the stores in Brixton, I mean, we gave it away for free, but the product sold. Uh, pretty quickly mm. we, we gave it to local s- schools so that that actually gave us a bit more confidence then to say jesus you know this this thing is going to work it's going to people are going to buy into an ice cream that tastes great it's high in protein that's sugar-free and and, mo- and another important piece is to always make it uh, affordable so our, our big thing was always because in, in health food generally there's a premium um and i mean i'm from a pretty standard background in, in cork in ireland Brixton was a pretty is a pretty what well was a, a low low income yeah. area in, in London, and the fact it was selling in those areas gave us huge confidence to move forward. Yeah, great. So yeah, that's that's that was the that is that is fun. I just I just find it funny that there would be six pallets of ice cream literally, and m- most people probably have a general sense of what a street in Brixton would look like, but just think of it as your your rough street with bookies, fried yeah. chicken shops, and the odd random 
kind of scallywag just cycling down on a street in a bike about to rob you of uh, your mobile phone. Exactly. And, and six pallets of ice cream just turn up and people are going, the drug dealers are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I became pretty famous in the local area. Yeah, that's funny. Pro- yeah, for for all the for all the good reasons, hopefully. But yeah, yeah there's, like, <laughs> there's, there's an Irish bloke who we think he's dealing drugs, but <laughs> it looks like ice cream. But we could be wrong. <laughs> that's um, well, because that's I I remember. So then I don't know how it is that I came about your book back in 2014 was when I was hitting the gym hard. So. It's interesting now, like my wife always goes, what happened to you? And I went, I think I hit the gym too hard in the the 2014 to 2017 period because now I've just lost all hope kind of thing. I've uh, (laughs) I've kind of gone, you know what, I've put too much effort into it. And I I was trying to find everything I could on the market that would have protein in it. So literally whether it was protein hot chocolate protein pancakes and then when a protein ice cream came on the market i was like oh come on like oh all my aunts all my all my uh, the heavens have opened and my answers have been delivered kind of thing and what like you did this you did the ice cream how did you start promoting kind of the way hey movement kind of thing because it kind of exploded pretty quickly i remember you being on like in expos and stuff like that and yeah. in the gym scene like everyone was talking about oh my god protein ice cream like yeah. this is fit before uh, macros were was a thing you guys yeah. were were smacking the, the gym scene yeah look at, at the time if you the 2013 i mean protein is mass market now and everywhere people everybody is looking for for more protein in their diet they understand that protein is good for them at 2013 it was still very much in the in the gym scene primarily i mean people outside of gym still had still had that perception of protein being um oh that's what the stuff the bodybuilders take and i i have an interesting story about how we evolved our messaging just around some of that thought process but we went our, our idea always was looking at where the future was, where protein was going and health products were moving to. We wanted to position ourselves in that mass market space so we were ready to take advantage of that when when the main mainstream consumer moved into the area. Um, so our first retailer was, so we went with Whole Foods Market in London, so we had the, the six to seven stores in the UK, then it was Planet Organic and the, the, those independents and then lots and lots of gyms at the same time. So the, we went we were in the likes of the hardcore muscle muscle works gym in London, which is where all the top bodybuilders were training at the time, and all of those types of gyms all over the UK. We'd put freezers in there, and sell the twenty gram uh, protein ice cream uh, pots, and then we were also in the cafes in Virgin Active and David Lloyd, and so we we heavily went after the gym space, and then also were in Main Street uh, stores, and then. Um, we went to, we got a listing with Holland and Barrett, uh, which nearly killed us, actually. Um, this is in probably, probably end of 2013. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, and o- only because, I mean, Holland and Barrett had, at the time, uh, they, they probably got, got about 800 stores, and at the time, they had probably 350 stores with freezers. 
uh, they placed an order, and I said we did, I literally didn't have a pot to piss in, and we I put everything into into product, and we'd moved out of the, the ice cream out of the flat, thankfully, and put the ice cream into a, a warehouse, a frozen warehouse, and um, had the order produced. Literally had no money in my in my pocket uh, with, with myself uh, and and two of the guys and uh, who were helping out at the time. Um, in, in on a Friday, so it was going to be picked up on a Monday, delivered to Holland Bar on a Tuesday, 350 stores. It was our first big volume opportunity. Um, and I always remember turning up in probably, it was, it was around January time uh, on the Monday morning. It was raining and the ice cream was streaming out from underneath the door. So the freezer had broken down oh. over the weekend. So there, oh. was about, there was about, about 30 grand's worth of ice cream completely gone. And the alarm system on the freezer just didn't work at the, at the time. And um, so we were thinking, oh, my God, what, what are we going to do? We've no money. We've no stock. We just let down our biggest retailer on our first delivery. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do here? So we, um, we went on the piss for the day. Like, there's not much else you can do. Let's just go drink, just, just come t- up with a plan. Typical, typical Irish plan <laughs> yeah, B, really, like, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was like the, the, the like, the, it was shock more than anything else. I mean, how are you supposed to respond to this? We've overcome so many challenges to get to this point, uh, taking a huge gamble and putting everything we owned into, into our first major production run. And then the whole thing is streaming out of the door. Uh, so then, look, we gathered our thoughts, rang the, the ice cream buyer. Um, our the help buyer at the time and explained what had happened and we found it quite funny and uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, did he find it funny because you were half pissed <laughs> yeah. um, and then like then it was a case about how do we fund production here because we don't have any money so we rang every everybody we knew friends and family and said look remember remember the time a couple of weeks ago I told you we were going to be like the Britain's next Red Bull brand we're going to be huge. Like, we are going to be huge. Trust me, all this stuff is going to happen. Have you got any money? I need to borrow money. So we ended up borrowing about £15,000 from friends and family and pretty much anybody to fund that first production, the, 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 the rerun of the production run. And the manufacturer agreed to do a very quick run, but on the proviso that we pack off the product ourselves into boxes because he wasn't going to do it. We had to do it at night. So we went up there, three of us, and had a production run overnight and as the stuff was coming off we stood in the freezer and packed off boxes to get it into Holland and Bar. and then went into Holland and Bar, um, probably a few days late and uh, it became a best-selling product in Holland and Bar. it became a hero product in their freezer and so that was again a big step and a big challenge to overcome but we we made it work and it, <laughs> the, the, this story just in general is phenomenal and I'm I'm pretty impressed that you you're still going to be honest. Like this would give up the, the the early days would have made people go. Well, it would have either made them bankrupt or it would have made them go. You know what? This is just not for me. I've just set up my own brand and I've I've had headaches, but nothing in the schemes of things that uh, you've gone through. So hopefully, fingers crossed. I can avoid them, um, yeah. but I, <laughs> I guess it just makes you, uh, yeah, tougher and appreciate um, the early days so that you can really um, celebrate the good wins, which I want to discuss, and I'm very intrigued to know, in in the early days, 
um, Sir Richard Branson, who has been getting a bit of publicity recently due to the old COVID. Um, yeah. But is it true that he asked you to send stock to him on his island? Is that a true story? Yeah. Um, so uh, you, I'll, I'll go back to where we, um, when we, when we were moving into like mass market. And uh, so all, like I, I have a pretty standard background in Cork. All of my mates are working in teachers or building trade or they're in actually tech these days at Apple being based there. But um, I'll always remember getting a call to the office when we were working in the office. Uh, now, my friends always take the piss. I go home and it's like, oh, here comes Mr. Whippy. And I start like, humming the ice cream band song, winding me up. <laughs> or here comes Bill Gates, no matter what, no matter, which is great. Um, and uh, so I, I remember getting a call from the office to say, um, I, I'm headed procurement um, from Necker Island. So Richard has tried your ice cream in London. He's having a party. We'd love to get some ice cream to Necker Island. And I thought it was my friends taking the piss. And I was like, yeah, not a bother, mate. Where would I send this? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of hung up and said, right, you won't believe this, but the lads are just winding me up. A couple of days later, another call to the office and it was the same guy. And then we had an email and um, with a purchase order where it was like, it was like a few hundred pots of ice cream to send to Necker Island. And we were like, Jesus, this is this could be incredible. Um, and thought, I mean, how difficult can it be to get ice cream to Necker Island? The guy owns an airline. I'm sure there's a way of making it work. Um, so we, uh, we, um, but in, in retrospect, it was like uh, quite difficult to get ice cream to Necker Island the short notice because very few people send stuff there frozen. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we committed to get it there on time and uh, it turned out to be true as a head of Sir Richard's um, head chef was uh, for, for, a, for a party on the island um, and we uh, struggled to get the ice from there until we got hold of a company that specialised in, send, in, in sending blood and body parts for, for like operations around the world so to send stuff frozen or chilled down and it cost us a is that to do is it. that an, is that another company on the road in Brixton that they just send bodies <laughs> around? Like, was that <laughs> some Jamaican lads from down the road? <laughs> yeah, so we, but we we got the stuff there. We got the ice cream there on time, and we 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 saved all of the records of it. You know, to and we even we sent an invoice cheekily as well, which he paid, which was great. And um, but off the back of that. Um, he selected us as the very first Virgin Pioneers. I mean, the Virgin of a big thing now with Virgin Startup and the Virgin Pioneer program. So we were the very first Virgin Pioneers selected. So we got an opportunity to go and speak at quite a few, quite a few events in the UK, at universities and also at some business events and tell the way, hey, story. And bear, and bear in mind, this is probably 2014 a year, a year and a half after we started. So the way his story was very, very thin <laughs> on the ground. Um, so it was, um, but it, it gave us a huge uh, uh, platform and it, it opened up like getting our ice cream onto Virgin Atlantic flights from, from Heathrow and Gatwick to the US um, and, and working with Virgin Active, with Gym Group and Virgin Trains. So it, it was a huge win for us. And we were allowed to use Sir Richard as part of, as almost like a mentor for, for a couple of years while that program was running. But all off the back of a, of a call. And thankfully, I, I believed them in the end to get the, the stuff out there. Um, so, That's yeah, impressive. It, it, it was crazy. And then from that, we got, I mean, the doors that opened, I mean, we were 
we used to sponsor um, B-Fest in London, which is a huge uh, music festival every summer. Um, oh, wow. So we set up, we used to have Wehe hot tubs backstage in the VIP section with ice cream and all the, all the fun. And then through that, we met David Gandhi, who's um, like the, 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 how would you describe David? He's probably the, the, the first and only men, male supermodel. Um, he was the face of Dolce & Gabbana. Most people will know him from him wearing white Speedos or white uh, swimming trunks in those Dolce & Gabbana adverts. I was going to say, is that the guy? Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. that's the guy. Uh, and, um, so David then um, got us involved with London Fashion Week. So we ended up getting our ice cream backstage at all of the fashion shows and huge promo work through that and building our brand through Fashion Week. Then we got it in the hands of off the back of Fashion Week to the guys that ran X Factor. So we had a very few backstage at X Factor at the time. Off the back of that, we had the, the, the trainer and the, the PR people for One Direction. When they were huge, um, the guys were trying to get, a, get in better shape than they already were. So they used to have our ice cream on their tour bus. And we got onto the front wow. page of we got the front page of the Sun in the UK um, because we didn't have an FDA license to sell our ice cream or, imp- or put our, export our ice cream into the US at the time. And the guys were trying to get our ice cream into into the US and it was stopped. And that story got out to the press. And all of a sudden, there's a photo on, on the, the front page of the Sun with Harry Styles and Niall Horan with our ice cream saying the guys are getting beach body ready with Wehe, but can't get it into the US. So this is probably 2014, 2015. All of a sudden, we were building mm. a huge, huge following, certainly in the UK. Wow. And then that started to filter out. That's impressive. And did you, with that publicity that you got, did you just see spikes in overall sales, like whether it was in retail, online, social media? Was it just a spike all over, just people going... Well, yeah, these guys and, are having it. Yeah, yeah, and and but but at the time, even like we, I mean, our distribution at the time. I mean, again, you can go back, go back to 2014, 2015. If you're dealing with a mass market grocery store, most of them saw sports nutrition as the as our our protein as these common ten kilo bags or big tubs mm. of protein powder are a pretty horrible tasting protein bar. I mean, if you think of what a protein bar was, was like in twenty in twenty fourteen, oh my god, yeah. horrendous! Like it's different now, obviously, with like what Grenade done and and Fulfill and lots of others and, and ourselves. I mean, the, the the bars has jumped have jumped by light years, but at the time, protein just had a horrendous um, association with taste. Um, yeah. So again, we struggled to get that breakthrough with the big retailers, but I mean, sales through gym channels, health stores, on online or home delivery. So we were working with Ocado at the time in London, which is like an online supermarket, mm. just went through the roof. And then it also opened the doors of we were now getting calls from the supermarkets, so the likes of Tesco, Sainsbury's, um, retail, grocery retailers in Ireland, Germany, the US, Australia, uh, the Middle East, so all over the world. Um, and again, being naive and new to business, we were like, oh, my God, it just sell everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, we didn't. Thankfully, we didn't. We kind of held back. Uh, I didn't, didn't bit stuff off slowly. That's, and so from buying a second-hand ice cream machine all those years ago to now, what's kind of like the evaluation of Weihei? Because you just seem to have grown like phenomenally over the last few years. Yeah. Is it? 
Yeah, look, we, we, we've grown and like we went through like our first kind of major funding round two years mm. ago when we raised about four million pounds. So we sold a minority stake in the business for a four million yeah. due to 2018 um, just to try to take us to the next level and brought in some, br- yeah. some great expertise. We brought in a guy on our, on our board, the CEO of Weetabix, uh, the CEO of Burton's Biscuits and Craft. Um, some oh, wow. really heavy hitting execs mm. that have helped us build our, our team out and just ha- and go- and have guided us as well. I mean, but the, the key for us is just not losing our, our North Star and what we're trying to be as a yeah. as a brand and as a business. And it is. I mean, we use a tagline internally of like, helping people live outrageously well. So it's you don't need to you don't need to sacrifice taste if you want to eat healthily. You know, you can you can just make better better choices, and we want to be that brand that can offer you truly great tasting snacks and treats that are good for you. Um, and, and what what kind of is a stamp of approval for us, and always has been. Is we, we still work with schools in the UK. We work with hospitals in the UK on hematology and oncology wards, where we we give a rise from a cost for diabetic patients or post-cancer patients mm. that need a high protein um diet and our ice cream fits that perfectly uh, again because it's low sugar and sugar free some of the flavors and the same with care homes elderly elderly and the old and the older population need that um need that protein source and in an ice cream yeah. format it's just so much easier to to consume for an older an older uh, patient or person um so we we uh, we want to make a difference with our food it's not just about selling stuff everywhere and anywhere at any price it's about you know taking the step by step building a, a fabulous brand and taking a long-term view with everything we do yeah well uh, i think you've done a great job and i think and that the brand is is fantastic and uh, as we've mentioned like followed it for years and it's just great to see you kind of expand into different areas and I know I actually um, got my brother to buy some of the the snacking packs, you know, the shots, the yep. Wei shots, yep. and get them sent over. And I think it cost me like <laughs> literally cost me about twenty pounds, so forty dollars <laughs> for about for about three packets. Because I was like, because we'll send you some, we'll send you some. <laughs> <laughs> it, make half the price. And um, it, it's because part of my full time job is following trends and. I just was going, oh, how simple, how simple, but how delightful. Like, it's like you can, can add these as like a shot or add them over your yoga or yoga yeah. as, uh, as I've changed my accent now living in Australia. No one says <laughs> yoga anymore. Um, and it's that was the key for it. I mean, for, for us, when we, because when we, we, we have, I mean, our ice cream is most of, most of the retailers now in the UK, Ireland, Germany, the Nordics, Middle East, um, and into into asia later this year uh, and then w- w- speaking to retailers it was like okay your your brand is fun and it's it's it mm-hmm. resonates with consumers what else can you bring that's not in a freezer so we uh, we spent 18 months we didn't want to just make another protein bar so we, we yeah. worked this out okay what what's out there that we could try to copy or in, in a that's a met that's a, in a, a mainstream brand and with that type of taste tech and texture so we were thinking could we make a popped protein so we're the first product in the world which is a we've taken whey protein isolate um and popped it so you get a very light crispy texture it's covered in low sugar chocolate or low low sugar caramel flavorings and we've got 
five or six flavors that have launched. And the key for that product again, so that's an impulse product. So it sits on checkouts in the UK in high street retailers like WH Smith Travel and Morrison's Grocery Asda um, and lots of gyms. Low sugar, high in protein. There's nothing like it on the market, but it retails at a, at a pound, which again yeah. for that. Most protein bars are two fifty to three pounds. We wanted this to be accessible to kids and pretty much everybody. And so, and so far, the feedback on on the product that launched last year it's been it's been phenomenal. It's a, it's been a game changer for us, really. I think I think it's great, and I I, I just can't believe what a great start. And honestly, I knew I knew it was going to be a good story, but this is one of the funniest podcasts that i've done so i absolutely appreciate, <laughs> appreciate appreciate your honesty but also appreciate you having a great story um i'm i'm sure you wouldn't have liked half the headaches that you went through um, but i think it <laughs> looking back now i think you can just laugh and have a drink and uh look forward to the future which i think for your brand can play in so many different spaces and uh, has a lot of opportunity. So yeah, absolutely. Exactly. As a, as a, for, for the people who are listening, um, wayhey.com uh, is the website where, which socials or kind we're, of yeah, uh, even just to we're, follow yourself. We're, we're on all social. So way hey official is social. People don't want to follow me. I'm boring. <laughs> so, so that's the reality. Um, but uh, if you want to follow way hey official, we've got some cool stuff going on. So because we supply most of the uh, most of the Premier League football clubs in the UK as well, and when maybe, maybe for listeners in Australia, we supply the All Blacks anytime they come up here. Not not, not the Australian team yet, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> and most of the Six Nations rugby clubs. So we, we, we share a lot of those types of stories on social wow. as well and get some nice interaction with people. So if you wanted to wow. follow it, it'd be great. That is fantastic. Well, uh, hopefully the Premier League kicks off again sometime soon. Um, I hope it doesn't. Or, My brother's yeah, a Liverpool or, fan. <laughs> And yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Man City fan. <laughs> oh, it would make my year if Liverpool don't win the league. <laughs> oh, so fingers crossed. Well, yeah. see, see how it goes. But absolutely appreciate your time, Damien. And um, yeah, I look forward to uh, following the brand even more closely now that I know what it took to get it off the ground. And have a great weekend because it's literally, yeah, it's Friday, Friday night here. And um, yeah, Friend. we're just about to... About to crack open a beer, I think. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, great. Look, Ben, massively appreciate you having us on and um, so much fun. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you very much, David.